0: Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living Word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com
1: Shall we open our Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter 4? verses 3 to 6, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 to 6, I want you all to read with me, so if you are there, say amen, amen. amen. good, <clears throat> First Thessalonians chapter 4, amen. verses 3, good, it's on the board, right, okay, now, f- um, verses 3 to 6, follow me, for this is the will of God, sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, to possess the vessels in sanctification and honor. Amen. Amen. Let's also go to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 17. Ephesians 5, 17. Amen. Amen. Good. That's a second prison worship. Amen. Follow me. So Ephesians 5, 17, I read, Wherefore, be ye not unwise... But understanding what the will of the Lord is, Amen. Amen. The title of our message is sanctification and freedom from the filthiness of the flesh. Sanctification and freedom from the filthiness of the flesh. Did you get me? Amen. Amen. Good. So from where we read, and I take it again, First uh, Thessalonians chapter four. Verses 3 downwards, he says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. You know, everybody has a will in this world, right? Mm -hmm. We all have a will. And most of the times, we want to pray That the will of God be done in our lives. We pray for the will of God in our marriage. We pray for the will of God in our finances. We pray for the will of God in our academics and so on and so forth. But all these things are not the the ultimate will of God. So according to this verse, he said, for this is the will of God. And when we talk about the will of God, what is the will of God? Or how we'll be able to understand the will of God. Let's open to... Psalms chapter 143, verse 10. Psalm chapter 143. Today we're going to read a lot of scriptures in the Bible. Yes. So you'll be flipping back and forth, you know, with me. Don't get tired so that you know not sleeping, man. Good. So Psalm 143, 143, verses 10. Psalm 143, verse 10. I read, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. That spirit is good, lead me into the land of uprightness. Here, the psalmist said, Teach me to do thy will. And what is the will we're talking about here? I will tell you very soon. Don't forget first Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. All right, don't forget what we say there. And here, I said, Teach me to do thy will. What will is the psalmist talking here, or is David talking about here? Let's also go to Galatians chapter 1. Verses four, Galatians chapter one, verse four. You don't know where Galatians is? <coughs> Think somewhere in the Old Testament, right? <laughs> right after Second Corinthians. So, uh, Galatians chapter one, verses four. I read, "Who gave himself for our sins." That he might deliver us from this evil world, this present evil world, according to the will of God and our father, according to the will. Yeah. Do you hear the word will here? Yes. According to the will of our father. Now let's also jump to first Timothy chapter two, verses three. First Timothy chapter two. Are you following me? Yes. Yeah. I want us to know the will of God. And how it is being mentioned in the Bible, and I'll tell you very soon what the will of God is. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 3. I read, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God, of our of God our Savior, for this is good who will have all men to be saved. That's verse 4, and to come. Unto the knowledge of the truth. Who will? So that is the will of God. Amen. And the last one, um, 2 Peter, Second Peter chapter 3, verses 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 9. I read The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but his long suffering. To us what? Not willing. Another will here. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. Good. So all these things are the will. If you followed me, all the scriptures that we've read now, we are understanding that the will of God for sinners is to be what? Saved. The will of God. He said that the Lord is not slack concerning His promise. What promise is He talking about here? Promise of salvation, promise of sanctification. As some men count slackness, but it's long suffering towards um, us all, not willing that any should perish. God. It's not willing that any human being on this planet will perish. So I don't agree with certain group of people who say that, well, you know, maybe he's that is his destiny. To live this kind of lifestyle. That is his destiny to die as a sinner. No one is destined to die as a sinner. Because it is not his will that we will die in sin. Amen. But the will of God for sinners is to be saved. And the will of God for the saved ones is to be sanctified. So let's go back to First Thessalonians chapter 4. Verses 3. I know those who are using their phone as Bibles are going to get low battery very soon. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3. For this is the will of God. So here, let's look. Listen, follow me. Are you following me? Good. For this is the will of God. To get a wife. To be a billionaire. To get a rice, To get academic excellence. Bible didn't mention about any of these. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. So, sanctification is the will of God for you. Amen. So, if you are saved, let me give you um, the tree. The, the First of all, is salvation. You are saved. That is the will of God for sinners. And when you are saved, that is not all. You should be sanctified. And the third state, to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, sanctification, let me use this um, <clears throat> way to explain it. It's like, when you want, there's a tree here, you don't want a tree here. You don't want it to see this tree anymore, right? Maybe you want to do some other things here. If you cut the tree from the stem, about two weeks later, or even one month, or even one year, some of the tree will grow one year. The tree will what? Grow again. So, if you don't want to see the tree anymore, what do you do? You uproot it, right? You uproot it. And the tree will never be seen anymore. Likewise, if you are sanctified, sin is uprooted from your heart. Amen. That you, you'll be able to live in this sinful world, but you not commit sin. You live a righteous and holy life. You may ask him, how is it possible? How can someone live in this world without committing sin? Ah, nah, 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 nah. You, know, you may give a lot of excuses, but the good thing is his glory, his grace is there for us to keep us. Amen. And when you believe it, you'll be sanctified, live a righteous and a holy life because it's not by our works. It says salvation does not come by our works. That any man should boast. Okay? It is by the grace of of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved. So, sanctification comes by faith. Constant reading of the scriptures. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So, sanctification also comes by hearing, reading the word of God. Praying, listening to his word. Believing, having faith. Okay? And... And he will sanctify us by the blood of Jesus, cleanse us from all our iniquities, and uproot that sinful nature from us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That is why he said, "Ye are not of the world. ye are in the world, but not of the world. How can you be in the world, but not of the world? If you are sanctified, you will be able to stay in the world, and not of the world, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, let's move on. In theology, in theological sense, Things are sanctified when they are used for the purpose, of, um, the purpose God intends. A human being, therefore, is sanctified when he or she lives according to God's design and purpose. Amen. I'm giving a brief description about sanctification. In the Hebrew word, the verb to sanctify means kadash. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it well. And it means to consecrate. To dedicate, to purify, and to be holy. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, God said, be holy, for I am holy. holy. If you cannot be holy, God will not tell you to be holy. Amen. He told us to be holy because we can be holy. Yeah. It is possible. Right. And the Greek word, oh, I don't have, we don't have a Greek woman here. <laughs> so, if I'm wrong, no one will prove me wrong. <laughs> All right. So the Greek word for sanctification is hagiasmos. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) That is H-A-G-I-A-S-M-O-S. Right. And it means separation or setting apart for a sacred purpose. Separation or setting apart for a sacred purpose in the name of Jesus. Good. So here, now let's go back. First Thessalonians chapter four verses three, for this is now there is one important word I want us to focus here. The verb is. Everybody say is. is. Good. <laughs> Come on, I'm an English teacher. You know that right? <laughs> Good. Now, it is not was. Paul didn't say for this was. If. Paul said, for this was, hallelujah, that means it's what? Old doctrine. We don't need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't need it anymore, right? That's right? Paul didn't say, well, the present world is so evil and sin is so enjoyable. So now presently, people cannot be sanctified. For, for this will be, did Paul say that? If Paul said, for this will be, come on now, you enjoy sin. Because that will be there for the, maybe 100 years to come. The next, next generation, all right? He didn't say that. He said, for this is, it means that sanctification is presently possible. For this is. Amen. Amen. Good. So, you have no excuse to say that, well, you know, it's so, come on, the word is so, come on, filthy, that, come on, it's not possible to live a sanctified life. You have no excuse. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you shouting. (laughs) for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hallelujah Amen. I like that <laughs> all right and by God' Jesus said the men will come unto me and say that father we prophesy in your name I paid I never mixed my my, my, my tithe I did this in your name I was early at church, rearranging stuff, cleaning, washing, doing this, blah, blah, blah. I did all this stuff for arrows, raising the dead, doing miracles, and all this kind of stuff. But he would tell you, get away from me. Depart from me. I know you not. Wow, that would be a shame, right? Yeah. You did all these stuffs, Holidays. You should be sleeping by now, right? But you came here. You should be watching movies or something. Series. But you came here. All this toil, all this up and down. He tells you, I know you not. Depart from me. What a shame it will be. Because you were not sanctified. And at that point in time, you cannot tell God, Oh God, God, but everybody around me were sinners. You cannot say that. He said, depart from me. I know you not. Because you are not sanctified. So believers, we should not... Joke with this doctrine. It's not an old doctrine. So many churches do not, I mean, sensitize or do not focus on sanctification recently. You know, many pastors are, you know, prosperity preachers and all this kind of stuff, miracles and signs and wonders. Few churches focus on sanctification. Therefore, members go to church with an aim of being prosper, or of being this, or being that. They don't go with the aim of being sanctified, mm-hmm. but today God is leading me to tell you that sanctification is a present doctrine. Right. And I said in the Bible that seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all things shall be added unto you. Yes, God does not want you to suffer. God wants you to be rich. Ha- God will be so happy if all the billionaires are Christians. Hallelujah! Yeah. God will be so happy if all the 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 the, the Excellent students are Christians, Amen. Amen. Because He will bless you so that you be blessings to others. Hallelujah! Amen. God will be happy that all Christians will have excellent and perfect marriages, Amen. Amen. But the ultimate will of God is sanctification, That's right. That's right. and if you don't have it, if you don't have it, seek first the kingdom of God. Don't seek first prosperity and all those kind of stuffs. Come on, if you have if you are sanctified, if you have the basic will of God which is sanctification, believe you me, all other stuffs are bonuses. Yes. Amen. Amen. You will get them. The reason why we are suffering in our workplaces, doing this up and down, it means we lack that sanctification. So, if if there's certain thing that with a sanctified heart we can use one day to do, it's going to take years. Because we are trying to do everything with our own strength. Okay? And as the Bible said, woe unto you. Um, It said in some, I forgot the exact quotation. It said, if you put your confidence in man, you are cursed, or something like that. Do not put your confidence in man. But that is what we do. We put our confidence in ourselves. You know, anytime I talk to Chinese people, what do you believe in? I believe in myself. I believe in myself. In yourself. What do you have? Who are you? The next minute you're going to be, you can't be dead. you be dead by, that, by, by anything. Sickness, accident, or anything. You can be dead anytime. So if you believe in yourself, are you believing in the weak, your weaknesses? Is that what you're believing in? Are you believing in your filthiness, in your sinfulness? Is that what you are believing in? Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So the center of the will of God is sanctification. And remember, when God was teaching, Jesus Christ was teaching his disciples how to pray. Do you know what he said? The lost prayer. That's a prayer he taught them how to pray. And that prayer is a formula. You know, if you are solving a mathematical problem, you have to, you know, go by formula, right? Yes. To solve the problem, so that Lord's prayer is not a prayer itself that we should pray; it's a formula that will lead us to pray. Mm-hmm. So he uh, said, "Okay, let's recite it once you go, Let me re- see if you still remember." Okay, good. So that means that it's okay. I know. I know you know. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that means that if you are praying, the first part of your prayer should be thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. So, if you just quote it and you just leave it, you have just quoted a formula. If not, solve the problem. Okay? So, that first part means you have to give thanks to God. Praise His holy name. worshiping, Worship. Amen. And there's this line I love so much. Thy will... No. Thy. Give me that line. Good. Yes. Thy, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait Thy will be done on earth. thy what? Earth. Wait, wait. Now, let's do this. Thy what? Will. And what is the will of God? According to 1 uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. So, thy will be done on earth. Thy will of sanctification be done on earth as it is in heaven because heaven is sanctified. Heaven is holy. Another synonym of sanctification is holiness. Purity. Heaven is pure. Heaven is holy. So if you pray that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and you go out and cheat your friend, then what are, you, what are you praying about? Then who are you? Then if you go out and fornicate, then what are you telling God? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as you praying, the will of sanctification be done on earth. To sanctify you, to purify you. That is the will of God. Amen. Amen. I divide this um, into three points. The first, sorry, two points. The first point is sanctification by faith in his faithfulness. Sanctification by faith in his faithfulness. The second point, separation from all filthiness of the flesh. So let's go to the first point, sanctification by faith in his faithfulness. <clears throat> Are you with me? Yes. Let's go to Ephesians chapter five verses 17. Ephesians 5:17. Are you there with me? Yes. Good. I read. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of God, of the Lord is. Be ye not... What is another word for unwise? Foolish. foolish. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> fool. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> All right. Good. So, be ye not foolish. Be not dumb. Be not a fool but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And I'm so glad that this morning you understand what the will of God is in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. So now, having understood this, let's go to Ephesians chapter two, uh, 17, verse. let's move on to 25, um, 25 to 27. Same uh, chapter f- uh, 5, Ephesians 5, 25. Ephesians 5, 25. Wherefore, putting away lying... Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm not reading there. Sorry. Sorry. Ephesians five twenty-five. Ephesians five twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was lost, sorry. Okay. Five twenty-five to twenty-seven. Okay. Let's read. Husbands, love your wives. Amen. The husbands say amen. Amen. Good. I hear a few voices here. My boys, God help you in Jesus' name. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. 27, that he might present it to him, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Amen. Amen. Let's look at 26 again, that he may, that he might sanctify and cleanse it. You know, so here God wants to sanctify the church. Who is a church? It's not a building. We are the church, the members of The members are the church. We are the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Good. And 27 says that he might present it to himself, a glorious church. When we say a glorious church, it's not how big the building is. It's not how decorative, how nice, how, you know, I mean, how, you mentioned all the words, how the building is, you know. It's not about that. But when you say, uh, 27, present to himself a glorious church. We are the glorious church. A glorious church is a church with sanctified members. Mm -hmm. The members are sanctified. Not having spot, No spot. Mm -hmm. You cannot say that, oh, this member is like this. This is this. There's no spot. Amen. Mm -hmm. Or wrinkle. Or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish. Holy, without blemish. You go to certain churches, it's like the choir master has a problem with the pastor, the pastor ha- ha- has a problem with this, this one has a problem, the members, oh my word, it's so filthy. This one is sleeping with this one, this one is pregnant for this one, this one is doing this, this one is doing this. The whole church is messed up. But they see the, the glory to be in the nice dress and the, the, the fashion that is being displayed, there. how beautiful the, the church is, or the, the, the building is, how rich the pastor is, the, the flight, the, the private jet he or she, you know, have, and all those kind of stuff. That is where they see, oh, this church is so great, they are rich, they are this, they are that. God is not looking at that. He's looking at your heart. He knows you better than anyone Amen. So, he wants you to be glorious, sanctified, holy, purified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 20, verses 7 and 8. Let's see what the Old Testament is also talking about sanctification. Leviticus chapter 20, verses 7 and 8. Leviticus chapter 20, verses 7 and 8. I read. Sanify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I, the Lord, for I am the Lord your God, and ye shall keep my statutes, and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. Now, who sanctifies you? It's not by your works. It's not about how well you know the Bible or how many times you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. No, it's not a pastor. It's not the apostle. It's not the man of God, of the prophet who lay hands on you and anoint you. No. The only person who sanctifies is God. And he's, he's telling you that, sanctify yourselves. So when he sanctify us, it is therefore up to us to, 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 to work. He said, when you read um, another scripture in the Bible, he said, work on your own salvation. And another scripture says, Salvation doesn't come by your own works. It's not contradictory. Do you understand me? So here it says, sanctify yourselves. It means that when God sanctifies you, when he saves you, it is up to you to walk in it. To walk in it day by day, reading the scriptures, praying, listening to the word, you know, having the right mindset because if you don't do any of these things, and say, oh, well, I'm sanctified, well, I'm saved, I'm this, I'm that, and that is all, you live a normal life, oh, my, my goodness, the devil will come, or the demon that was cast out of you, or the sinner that was cast out of you, or that, you know, you've been forgiven, will come back seven times. And it, that will even be worse. So when he sanctifies you, it is up to you to keep it up by faith, by faith. Reading the word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, sanctification leads to deeper obedience. Many people are not able to obey the word of God. Or many people do not obey the word because they are not sanctified. If you are preached to or if God tells you something, because you are not sanctified, you just take it literal. You don't obey it. But sanctification leads to obedience in Jesus' mighty name. Let's go to... 2 Timothy chapter 2. I want to theorize one thing here, and I believe you'll be with me to understand it. Amen. Can I have, uh, sorry, can I have two cups here? Yep. Yeah, no, no, empty. Second Timothy Chapter Two. Good. Thank you. I did my service in kindergarten, so I like illustration. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: proud to be a teacher. <laughs> Good. So Second Timothy chapter two verses 19 to 22, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. I read, Are you there with me? Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Amen. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you are, if you belong to the Lord, he knows you. Some people are rejected by certain things they do, by even apostles and prof- prophets and pastors. But the Lord is saying that even if you are rejected by the man of God, he knows them that are his. If you belong to him, he knows. He knows your heart. So don't be moved by what people will say. Okay? I read. And let everyone that name the name of the Lord, the name of Christ, depart from iniquity. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Iniquity. Last time, um, I thought Kim said this, if I remember well, but I time to be corrected that he, she differentiated between sin and iniquity, right? And said, if you are saved and you go back to your sin, that is iniquity. Are you the one who said it? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Good. <laughs> All right. So, iniquity, if you are saved and you go back to your sins, that is iniquity. So, he said, let everyone that name the name of the Lord, means, If you name the name of the Lord, it means you are saved. You are a Christian. Depart from iniquity. It means if you name the name of the Lord, don't go back to your sins anymore. Okay? Don't go back to your sins anymore. Verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. And some to honor and some to dishonor. 21. 21. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto anam, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work in Jesus' name. Let's also go back to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 3. Ephesians 4, 3. So you can put your hands there so that we will come back. Yeah, today we are reading the scriptures. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 4 verses 3 to 6. Ephesians 4, 3 to 6. I read. Sorry. Yeah, 4 3 to 6. F- uh, sorry. What am I reading? Sorry. 1 Thessalonians. Sorry, 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 sorry. The scriptures are too many. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 3. So keep um. Your hands at sick Timothy because we come there very soon. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 to 6. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, for that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel, and sanctification and honor. Yeah, verse 4. Let's read verse 4 again. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel, and in sanctification and in honor, amen. And when you read Second Timothy chapter uh, two nineteen, uh, that's verse twenty, he said, "But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. And some to honor and some to dishonor." So here, God has made us a vessel, and these are two vessels. So if you come to my house and have these two vessels here, you're very thirsty. Which one are you going to use to fetch the water? To fetch water and drink? This one?
0: No.
1: The other one. Why? Because it's in good shape. It's beautiful. It's clean. Right? This one is kind of messed up. So you may think it's either I played with it I've used it, or, you know, it's not clean. So now, these two things are vessels. This one is a vessel unto honor. And this one is dishonored. Because it's dirty, you don't want to use it. Alright? And now, what do we use vessels to do? If you come to my house and you're thirsty, and you see these vessels... I'm not using them to decorate my room. They are not for show. They are not for exhibition, are they? No. No. But they are used to serve others. So if you come to my house and you are thirsty, you take the vessel onto Anna, fetch the water, and drink of it. All right? And keep it there for someone else. You don't throw it away. Let's assume this is not disposable. All right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, <clears throat> you not throw it away, but you keep it, okay? Because it's what it's a vessel unto honor. Now, this is what I'm talking about, and this is what I mean. God has made us vessel unto honor. Amen. That is, it means we are sanctified. And as a vessel, when you read verse twenty, uh, Ephesians first uh, Thessalonians chapter four, verses three verses four, he says that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor amen it means you are a vessel unto honor so know how to possess that you will not lose that honor you have
0: we had to stop the recording at that point but you may be listening right now and you say pastor joey i wanted to pray that prayer if i was there I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life. And I'd like to know Jesus is my Savior and my Lord. And surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things. And to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Not Amiss, and Narcotics Not Amiss. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. There is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way. Because... He made you. And he made you for a purpose. And He knows exactly what you need to f- pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, or wherever you are, just, just pray with me repeat after me say Father I come to you now in the name of Jesus I ask you to forgive me forgive me of my sins wash me in the blood of Jesus I believe that your son died for my sins and on the third day he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that could help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com Or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God.